0: She's passionate about the truth of God's Word And will tell you like it is Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books Popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids And not to mention, everybody's best friend With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith
1: Hey, hey, guys. It's your girl, Autumn Miles. Welcome to a totally fresh rendition, totally new word from the Lord, definitely, after the break, episode of the Autumn Miles Show. Happy New Year. Listen, I know it's the second week of January, but I am still saying Happy New Year because I'm happy to be in this new year. 2022, we're going to talk a little bit about Today, after the break, I feel like God has given me such a very clear just vision for this year. And I'm so excited about it. I'm excited about you guys joining me today. Thank you for joining me. Uh, We're going to get into something that's been happening in my house, like when you know it's time for your kids to go back to school. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I wanted to tell you that we are hiring at Autumn Moth Ministries. You guys, we are hiring. It is so sad when we hire because (laughs) in the we're losing someone that we love so much, but it is, it's, it's right. The, the director of social media, she is having her second baby and it's just that time in life where she needs to give a hundred percent to her family. And we totally understand that it's bittersweet, but we need someone just as awesome as she is to take over her spot. So I want to put it out there to you guys. I know you guys know a lot of people and there's a lot of people that listen to the show. If you are interested in the uh, director of social media position for our ministry, I would like you to email Cassie Cassie at autumn miles.com. And that is spelled K a S S Y at autumn miles.com. Or you can email hello at autumn miles.com too. We'll get both of them, but that is, you know, something I wanted to jump off this brand new year with, and I didn't want to forget that announcement because sometimes I forget and then I get mad at my own self. Okay. Okay. I want to talk to you about what's going on in my world, how you know it's time for your kids to go back to school. That's what I want to talk to you about. This is how I knew, okay? For Christmas, my son Moses, six years old, as you know, if you've listened to the show at all for any length of time, you've heard him star in several of these monologues. So for Christmas, because he's six years old, he got he's super into Nerf guns right now. You guys. okay? super into them. Like there are those little foam bullets (laughs) all over my house. It's annoying. It's so frustrating. I got shot the other day and they hurt when they shoot you. They were, they were, he was, he was not shooting at me, but it like, it came over and accidentally got me. They hurt. Okay. So my son got all these Nerf guns for Christmas. Everyone knows he's into the Nerf gun thing. And my, my parents bought him one, we bought him, we bought him one, two, I think two. He had a couple like from birthdays and stuff like that past. And Moses and Jude have been having these Nerf gun battles, Uh, you know, the whole Christmas break, which is one way that we knew that it was time to go back to school <laughs> because every single day there were, you know, I don't know, 500 little bullets all over my, my house because of these little wars that they would have. And I'd make them pick them up and they'd be mad at me for making them pick up. They would like have an attitude. and I'm like, are you kidding me? You think I shot these all, all over my house? No, I did not. You guys are going to pick them up. Anyways, the other day Moses comes running in our room. Now he is an early riser and I'm an early riser too, but he comes running into our room. He's like, mom, mom, like crying, like waking me up like five thirty in the morning, waking me up, mom, mom, mom. And I'm thinking someone is hurt something is happening. Like I sit straight up in bed. Eddie sits straight up in bed and we like, look at him. We were like, what, what's going on? Like, we're ready to just like pounce into action. Right. Haven, Haven cut up my bullets. (laughs) Now you guys know I have shared about the personality of Haven, my six-year-old daughter. She, well, she is just, she is fascinating is a word that I like to use with her, but okay. I I wasn't laughing at him. I did not laugh when he told me this, but I'm laughing with you. He continues on and says, Haven cut up my bullets and she cut a lot of my bullets up. Okay. And so Eddie and I look at each other because I know, you know, the little, the little foam bullets, they're easy to cut. Like you can rip them. And I mean like, like there's they're foam. Apparently, after we put her to bed, she found bullets and she cut several of them into little pieces. And, you know, I laugh now and Eddie and I are like, where does she come up with this stuff? She was like trying to, I don't know, get back at him for, I don't know, taking her doll or something like that earlier in the day. But she came up with this grand plan to cut up his bullets. And all we said that whole day was it's time for the children to go back to school. And I'm saying this believing that someone on the other end has had a similar scenario where maybe not the same story but the same feeling. Do you know what I'm saying? When there is a moment on Christmas break where you say, you know that song, mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's I'm not a singer, but I I feel that right. I I like feel that like it's time. And I when we saw her, and asked her, did you cut up the bullets? She didn't lie. She said yes, I did. <laughs> I thought, wow, she's totally admitting this. And I said to her, it's time for you to go back to school, don't you think? Are you bored? Are you that bored? And she's like, yes, I want to go back to school. Of course, we took her to school on the first day, and she didn't want to go back, but. I just need someone out there to understand what it's like at the very tail end of Christmas break where you're like looking at your kids going, you guys need, you you need to be challenged and you don't need to have another Nerf go- gun war and you certainly don't need to cut up your brother's bullets. Anyone else out there feel that way? I'm believing that you're saying, yeah, I totally feel you, Autumn. Anyway, that's just something that's happening in my world. Actually, it's happened. They're back in school. We dropped them off. We prayed over them, and we said, thank you, Jesus, for school. (laughs) And uh, they're back in school, and everything is great. But anyway... After the break, we are going to talk about forgetting the former things, forgetting. Bye-bye. See you later. That's what we're going to talk about. I can't wait to meet you on the other side of this break with the Word of God.
2: We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Are you looking for a passionate speaker for your next conference, church function, or fundraiser? Autumn Miles is the right fit for you. As the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministry, a live event ministry, Autumn has not only spoken at events around the country, she has planned and directed them. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she is passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. To find out how you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, just search the top of the index for the invite autumn tab Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com.
0: And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles.
1: Okay, guys, we're back. And I'm, I, I love this word. I want to talk to you about what maybe you have invited into your mind and what needs to be left behind. Okay. The Lord told me this very clearly. Wasn't that even that long ago, you're going to struggle with worry if you're not in my word. And it was so strong. I remember I had had a really, really busy day the day before. And like, you know, my, my children got up really early. and, And if I don't get that time in the morning, I don't, I don't get that time in the morning. Right. Like typically I have to wait until my children go to bed. All of them, all four of them. And thank the Lord. They love to be in mama's room like at night. You know, we we put the younger kids to bed and then the older kids will come in Eddie and I's room and we literally talk until they they're, we tell them to go to bed. So I have to wait until pretty late at night if I miss that morning quiet time. And, and every once in a while it happens. Now I'm pretty I'm pretty regimented about my quiet time just because without the Lord, I don't even know what I would be. But this particular day, I missed I missed it in the morning. And I missed the quiet. I missed just sitting. Sometimes I just go and I sit because I'm never by myself. I missed that. And I think Moses had come in and maybe he didn't feel good or I don't, I don't, I don't actually remember what happened because it was, it was a little bit ago, but the Lord specifically said, you are going to struggle with worry if you're not in my word, if you're not in my word. And it was, it was a word directly for me. We'll probably use this quote maybe when we promote this podcast, (laughs) But, what you put in your mind, or what you keep from your mind, affects your mind and as I was thinking about the new year and I was thinking about what just the vision for what God has given me for my life this year, there was a very familiar verse that came to mind, and you've probably seen it like on i g like for two weeks now but i i wanna I wanna go to that verse. I want to talk about that verse and then I want to add about four verses to that verse to to make my point. I really do believe that you you can't move forward without in really any traumatic situation without truly now now listen counseling i'm a, i am a super pro counseling i'm super pro small group i'm super pro all of those things both of my parents are are biblical counselors guys both of them i am on the counseling train okay but your healing truly begins as a believer when you start putting the word in your mind okay when you get regimented about putting the word in your mind. And when I miss putting the word in my mind one day, I feel it because I worry about the stupidest things. What the Lord told me about this new year is out of Isaiah 43. Now, it's going to be a familiar passage, but sometimes the familiar passages, we do not live them because they're too familiar, right? You know how you get so comfortable with people you you kind of you 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 say things maybe you wouldn't say or you're you're almost like too familiar. There's a respect level that that goes down the tubes when you're too comfortable with someone. Maybe you do things that, you know, in any other setting with any other person you wouldn't do. Sometimes we get too comfortable with these passages of scripture, and we hear them, but we don't live them. And what I felt like the Lord was telling me about this particular passage of scripture this year is, I want you to do it. I don't want you to put it up on Instagram. I don't want you to put it up, whatever. I want you to live this, this year, okay? This is what Isaiah 43 says. It says, do not call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past. Okay. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past. Now, contextually, this is not talking about like, just forget everything that's ever happened in your life ever. This is forgetting these hard traumatic things that have tanked your mind and therefore have tanked your life. Okay. Several things have happened in the last couple of years where it has created thought patterns in us that we. Continue to let into our mind, whether it be a worry, you're weirdly worried about something because of the PTSD you have because of COVID in 2020, okay? You're strangely worried about finances constantly, even though you have a good job and you, you, you're paying your bills. You're worried about, you know, things that will never actually probably happen in your life, but you can't seem to shake them because of an event that happened in your past. The Lord is saying right here, and I feel like this is where God is for the us this year. I want you to not call to mind the former things. These things that are stressing you out, these things that you are guilt ridden over and you have asked forgiveness for, these things that have hurt you like a betrayal in your past where someone's talked about you and they're not even in your life anymore. You have a good job and you're worried about finances and you're paying your bills. Why are you worried about that? Well, it's because of something that's happened in your past. Okay, God is saying, don't call these things to mind anymore. I want you to stop inviting them into your mind. I want you to make a commitment not to invite these thoughts to your mind. Okay. When it says, do not call to mind the former things, I get the picture of your mind as, as a house with a giant open door. Okay. If there's a stranger that comes and he looks scary and he's knocking on your door you're not going to say to the stranger hey come on in and take whatever you want you're not going to say that okay if there is a scary stranger standing at your door you're going to call the police or you're going to not going to answer your door or you're going to i don't I don't know what you're going to do but you are certainly not going to let Him into your house to potentially disrupt your house. And yet this is what we are doing with these thoughts from the past. They're scary thoughts. They're fearful thoughts. They're worrisome thoughts. They're anxious thoughts. They come to the doors of our mind and they are full of not good things. And what we do is we open the door, we invite them in, we set them on the couch, we give them an appetizer, we give them, you know, a little, little chili. I mean, I don't know, some homemade brownies. We invite them in to stay. And when you invite them in to stay, they're going to keep circulating in your mind as long as you let them. I feel like someone we're talking to today thinks about things from their past more than they're in the word. Someone out there that we're talking to, I'm talking to today, is obsessing over something from their past. You keep calling this thing to mind. You keep allowing it to come in. You keep welcoming this terrible thought in and If we're actually truthful with ourselves, maybe we haven't been in the word to help us combat this scary thought that's in our mind. That's what God told me. If you're not in the word, you're going to struggle with worry, Autumn. Just plain and simple. I love how the Lord speaks to me because it's like, oh my goodness, you're so right. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you don't put the word of God in your mind, you are going to struggle calling things of the past into your mind, okay? The Bible says in Isaiah 43 right here, don't do it. Do not. He didn't say, you know, it'd be nice if you didn't think about these things, but if you want to, he was very direct through the prophet Isaiah here. Do not call to mind the former things. Stop. Stop calling things to mind. And then the, the, the second uh, line of Isaiah forty three eighteen says this, do not ponder the things of the past. I love you, but going into 2022, some of us need to let some things go. Yes, that church hurt you okay? That's not every church. That pastor hurt you. I get it. That is not every pastor. I have three pastors in my family. They would, they would rather die than hurt someone. That pastor hurt you. That church hurt you. It's time to leave that in the past and move forward. That person betrayed you. Yes, she did. She did. But you're harming yourself By continually bringing that memory to your mind. She didn't know you're thinking about her 24-7. She didn't know that. It's harming you and your future. Pondering the things of the past. Yes, that divorce was absolutely horrible. I can use this as an example because I've been divorced. Absolutely terrible. It was horrible. Grieve it. Go through the steps of grief. But eventually you have to say, my life will carry on for the glory of the Lord. It's going to carry on. I had to do that. I had to come to a point with something so horrific like a divorce. And a lot of you have been divorced that listen to the show. So you understand. I had to forgive. And I had to say, I'm no longer going to let this happen control me. And I had to move on. It's not that we don't have memories of these things. I believe Isaiah is saying here, don't let these things tank your life. And he tells you why in the next verse, behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it. One of the reasons he said, don't call this stuff to mind. Don't ponder the things of the past is because if we are calling all these fears and anxiety and we're letting these scary thoughts in to invade our mind, if we're constantly going through um, this, this circular motion of thinking about the things that have happened to our past and holding holding people hostage in our mind about things that they've done to us, we will miss what god wants to do that's new he says behold i will do something new now it will spring forth will you not be aware of it sometimes our mind are so crowded with thoughts of guilt thoughts of worry thoughts of fear thoughts of regret thoughts of whatever that we aren't aware When God wants to do something new in our life, I believe this year God is saying, I think I already shared with you the word of the year for our ministry, renew. I want to renew your passion. I want to renew your vision. I want to renew that dream that you've had for for so long in your heart that maybe has been sidetracked for the last couple of years. I want to renew it. But if you can't let these things go, and if you keep pondering the things of the past, and if you keep inviting all these anxious thoughts in, you won't be aware When I'm trying to do something new. This verse is so, it Instagrams so well, you guys. But we've got to live the ingredients in this verse. I think today we can make a decision to not call this stuff to mind anymore. When you get tempted. And God allows us to be tempted, okay, to think of a fearful thought or uh, anxious thought or whatever. Pick up, you've got to take the armor of God and you've got to fight unfair to that thought. When you pick up the word of God and you fill your mind with the word of God, that thought in your mind loses its Potency. It loses its power. When you pick up the promises of God and you say, No, I am more than a conqueror, guilt. You do not have a place in my mind anymore. That guilt loses its potency. It's a supernatural thing that happens when we wash our minds with the word of the Lord. But we've gotten away from that. In the last couple of years, we're more hooked into the news than we are our own Bibles. We've gotten away from the word of God saturating every move that we make. And we've got to get back to it. We've got to get back to it because every time that we pick up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God in Ephesians 6, we are able to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy. And one of the best ways the enemy attacks us is in our minds. Don't call those things to your mind any longer. Now, we have memories, but what he's saying here is stop obsessing over this stuff because God wants to do something new. And if you don't, you're not going to be aware of it. I want to move over to Exodus. I love this passage again, another very, very, very familiar one. But this is basically God saying this. Now we have Isaiah saying, I want you to move on. I want you to move forward. I want you to stop calling these things to mind. But now we have God speaking to Moses. Another very, very familiar passage. But in Exodus 14, we see an entire nation that God has just delivered standing at the bank of the Red Sea. We see them there. They can see Pharaoh's army behind them. They can see what's behind them. They can see it, okay? They start to freak out a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, the text suggests that they definitely were like, God, what is going on? What are we going to do here? Pharaoh's army is behind us, and there's a Red Sea in front of us. And the narrative here layers on top of the narrative in Isaiah. That's the beautiful thing about the word of God. It doesn't contradict itself. It layers on top of itself. So if the word of God is saying a certain point in one area, another another passage will layer on top of it and give more context to it. And that's what we see happening in Exodus. Exodus 14 says this, But Moses said to the people, Do not fear. They were scared. Why? Because they saw what was behind them. Isaiah is telling us, don't call to mind the things of the past. I'm going to do something new. We see this played out in Exodus 14. Moses said to the people, Exodus 14, 13, do not fear. I want you to stand by and I want you to see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians, whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. That's what it says. You're never going to see him again. The next verse says this, the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Verse 15, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Now, this is a perfect example to what I just said. The Israelites saw Pharaoh and uh, Pharaoh's army coming behind them. They're freaking out because of the things of the past. What's going to happen? What's we going to do? We're so fearful. They're coming after us. It's going to happen. I can't get rid of this fear and anxiety and whatever. Moses says, listen, I'm, I want you to stand by and I want you to watch something that God is getting ready to do. I want you to watch Stand by and you see the salvation of the Lord. You see what God's going to do. And then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. I feel like that's a word for us today. Why you keep crying out to God over things that he has delivered you from? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Walk into the new, divorced from the old. Walk into the new with a new mindset. We all know what happened then. The Red Sea became a highway. And it was a highway that we still talk about today. One of the greatest miracles in the Bible. We have the beauty of looking back and seeing what God did. But Autumn, my situation's different. Well, yeah, of course it is. (laughs) Are you standing at the Red Sea? No, you're not physically standing there, but you might be standing at a Red Sea. And Pharaoh's army is behind you and they are taunting you. You're fearful about finances. You're fearful about your marriage. You're fearful about your children. You're fearful about whatever. You're fearful about the future. You're fearful whatever. Anxious, worried. And God is so straight with us here. Why are they crying out to me? Just move forward. Sometimes we're our worst enemy when we keep calling these things to mind. Move forward. Move forward. Go on. (laughs) Take a step. Are you not aware that God wants to do something amazing in this year? That he has given us. The Lord told me the other day, he said, Autumn, I want you to own this year because I have given it to you. If you're listening to this, he's given it to you too. We need to be a good steward of the year that God's given us. And we do, we need to walk forward and we need to walk forward free from some of these things that have kept us captive. For you and I both know far too long. It's time, okay. My verse of the year that I I want to also talk to you about today is in Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. This is a personal verse. This is not like ministry. This is just what I feel like the Lord has said to me. This is this is how I want you to walk this year as you move forward. As you keep the things of the past in the past, okay. The anxieties that you've struggled with as you drop them as you go forward. This is the theme song that I want you to move forward in. It's it's this. Isaiah 55:12 and this actually is a song. <laughs> For you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Who is leading us forth? The prince of peace. You will go out with joy and you will be led forth With peace, the mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. This, I believe, is where the Lord wants us. He wants us to go into this January, this February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And he wants us to go into those months with joy because the Prince of Peace is leading us. And as we do that, creation itself will cheer. Now that's a weird concept to people that don't believe that happens, but it's totally scriptural. The mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you and the trees of the field will clap their hands. This uh, verse is Isaiah 55, 12. It's very reminiscent of Zephaniah 3:17, where it says, God Himself shouts over you with shouts of joy. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not so, you guys. So as we go into this year, I want you to go into it with a completely new, totally mindset. I want you to go into it with joy, knowing that you are led forth. By the Prince of Peace. Uh, Isaiah uh, 52 says this. And then I'll I'll stop talking. You will not go out in, in haste, nor will you go out as fugitives. For the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. When God is going before us, As the Alpha and the Omega is coming behind us as our rear guard. We can go out with joy. We can be led forth with peace. We don't have to go out with depression. We don't have to be led forth with anxiety. We can go out with uh, joy and be led forth with peace. And as we do that, creation uh, coupled with God Almighty will cheer with shouts of joy over us. This is where this podcast is going this year. It's time to stop calling these things to mind. Maybe God has even convicted you today. You're worrying too much. You're too fearful. Maybe God has even, this is just a thought, and maybe it's from the Lord, maybe it's from me, I don't know, but I really feel like God has already convicted you and said, you need to stop. I am greater than your fear. I'm greater than your anxiety. I'm greater than your past. I'm greater than what you did. I died for what you did on the cross. You need to forgive yourself. You need to move forward. You need to start a new life. You need to start a new mindset. You need to renew your mind. Maybe God has already convicted. Consider this (laughs) your sign that you need to move forward, go out in joy, be led forth with peace into all that God has for you, okay? I love this word. I feel like it's a very hopeful word. This is where we're going with this podcast. I can't wait to just hang out with you this year. It's going to be a good year. I have a couple questions from you guys. I will, I'll go over those after the break. Catch me after the break for some questions from (laughs) y'all. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this.
2: Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com or anywhere books are sold.
0: Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles.
1: Okay, guys, welcome back. So, I actually did uh, this is a Facebook Live. One of these is a Facebook Live, and this this question is taken directly from that Facebook Live. I altered it a little bit for the podcast, but Amanda, our con- one of our content producers, she was like. I've given you this question. It's a legitimate question that I think we should we should answer. <laughs> so just know that this question uh, sounds like it's out of context, but it's actually not because I did this a portion of this message for a Facebook Live. And Phyllis was watching and she said this, How does this work for me? I recently lost my husband and he is all that I think about. I wanted to answer this because... This is a very real, raw question. Phyllis, let me tell you something. Isaiah 43 was not written to say don't grieve. That, that, is, that is not the context in it was written in. But Grieving is a natural process. I mean, we even see Jesus standing at the tomb of Lazarus weeping grieving that this is not, I don't want you to, um, to get this wrong. Okay. I am referencing mindsets of fear, anxiety, guilt, mistakes that have tanked lives. That's what I'm referencing when I'm talking about. Don't call these things to mind. Don't ponder the past. Your husband sounds to me like you had a, a, just even from the way you worded this question, I lost my husband and he's all I think about. It sounds to me like he was an incredible man. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about those people that know that they're caught up in anxiety and, and things like that. I believe grieving is incredibly scriptural. I've had to do it myself multiple times and um it is a process that we all go through. So Phyllis, I'm not I'm not actually referencing this, okay? <laughs> now, if grief gets where you can't bear it, I would recommend you getting a good biblical counselor to help you navigate through that. But especially if you just lost your husband, Phyllis, God bless you. I'm so sorry. And I want you to know that the Lord sees exactly where you are. And Jesus grieved as well. So that is a very natural process. I I do realize I want to be sensitive to, you know, sometimes you don't realize that people are listening and they have just lost a loved one. Okay. We're going to take that grief process sort of out of it. Unless you feel like you, you literally just can't move on. And then I would recommend a good biblical counselor. Okay. That's for you, Phyllis. I have another one. Another question: How can I live a filled life when I suffer daily with medical issues? It's so hard for me to see past them. This is another great one. My Amanda was saying, "Do you want to answer this question?" I'm like, "Absolutely!" You know, my my son not not that private, but but my son suffers. Uh, my son is 13, and he has suffered. Since he was one year years old with um, asthma, he has asthma pretty bad. We have taken him to the hospital multiple times. We've all, almost lost him a couple of times, and we kind of know when. Now, after after twelve years of struggling with this, we kind of know when to interject, and we know we know how to manage it now. Uh, thankfully, it seems like he is he is almost growing out of it uh, as he gets bigger, as his body gets bigger. But I want to tell you, Pam, this is from Pam, I have definitely seen suffering, not to go into too many details, and, and but, I, but I know suffering, okay? When it comes to a medical issue that you're suffering from, that is when I know I have struggled with them, not on a chronic level, but that is when I pick up passages like Psalm 91 and read the promises of the true God over myself, over my son Jude, who has suffered his whole life with being able to breathe, that is when I have to have something more stable than how I feel. I have to have something more stable than even what a doctor says. I need something that will stabilize my soul. And Pam, when it gets to that level, there is nothing. I have never, ever, ever found anything ever that has ever stabilized my soul like the word of the living God. So, Pam, that's what I would say. I'm so sorry about your medical issues. We know that Paul struggled with a thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it is. There's lots of speculation that it was some sort of medical issue, maybe his eyesight. But the Lord came to him and said, listen, my, my grace is sufficient for you. But even more than that, my power is perfected in your weakness. And Pam, as you go through your daily life, I want you to understand you're not alone. There's lots of people listening that have medical issues. Stabilize your soul and the word of God. And, and God will, will absolutely overwhelm you with this power. You know, my son, like this could make me cry, this answer. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it will. Get it together, Autumn. When my son was about seven, he came into my bedroom. My husband and I were asleep. It was in the middle of the night. Multiple times he's woken up in the middle of the night not being able to breathe. In the middle of the night, he didn't say he couldn't breathe. He said, I want to be a pastor. Oh, my goodness. It's totally going to make me cry. He's 13, going on 14. And he's still going to be a pastor. If it wasn't for him suffering, I don't know that he would have the perspective that he has. My son has ministered to me multiple times because I see the power of God manifested in him and his words in a powerful way. So, Pam, I'm, I am incredibly sorry, but reach for the word of God. Let that stabilize your soul and ask God to manifest his power in your body and in, 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 in your weakness. One more and then we'll be done. Is there fasting that doesn't count as fasting? what should i consider for fasting okay this is another really good one fasting I, I believe i don't believe it's actually fasting unless it's a sacrifice the bible talks about fasting food that's what we see the israelites doing over and over in their and their fasts that's what i tend to go for fasting is not a diet okay it's not so you can lose those 10 pounds fasting is sacrificing something that you need and supplementing that with the word of God. So I see a lot of people fasting like Instagram and listen, you know, to each his own, whatever. If you, if you have, if if, if that's it, that's it. I would rather take a break from Instagram than fast Instagram. I I just, to me, I'm not into that. But if you, if your body needs it, like food, I typically fast food or a food, like sugar, a craving, something like that, something that your body needs. And supplement it with prayer during those times. That's what I constitute a fast, a sacrifice on your behalf that you're willing to make, a living sacrifice that you're willing to make in your daily life, such as a food, a lunch, something like that. And as you sacrifice and you have that desire for that thing, you pray. Okay. That's, that's how I would answer that. I'm not, I'm not super big into fasting social media. <laughs> it's just, it's just not my thing. But Anne asked that. Okay. Those are my questions for today. That was super, super long. Let me pray us out. And then I'll see you guys next week. Lord, we love you today. God, I thank you for these ladies that wrote in for Phyllis and Anne and Pam. God, I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for just their questions. I know that there are so many different questions out there, um, that people have that are so valid Lord. And God, I just pray that you would reveal wisdom to each one of them. God, I pray for everyone that's watching the podcast today, listening to the podcast today. God, I pray that you would give them this boldness and the strength to go forward, to move forward. And I pray God that you would give them the courage to leave those things behind that need to be left behind. We love you, Lord. I trust you. I ask you to bless this podcast this year. I ask you to bless every single person that is listening to this podcast right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'll see you next week. Thanks
0: for listening to this edition of The Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show.